Welcome to your Breakthrough Blueprint. I'm your host, Becky Oste, a trauma-informed marriage coach. After a decade of failed efforts, I transformed my marriage, parenting, business, and health in just six months by learning how to repair my nervous system and move trauma out of my body. And now I'm here to help you do the same thing. Get ready to hear inspirational stories and walk away with tangible guidance on how to design your blueprint to your breakthrough life. Oh my gosh, I'm so, so, so excited to have Carrie oh, in my space, getting to be in her space today. Carrie, how are you doing? I'm great, thank you. So this is my first time actually meeting Carrie, guys, face-to-face, but I followed her on Instagram for a while. Carrie is a certified betrayal trauma coach and somatic practitioner, and she's a mom of four. So her content that she puts out on her Instagram, it's always resonated with me, just as you all know, the different things I've gone through in my marriage. Her content was always a breath of fresh air and hope and really practical direction. So I DM'd her last month and it felt like a long shot. I was like, she doesn't know me, but I would just love to pick her brain and, you know, get her message and knowledge out to the world a bit more. And so here we are, Carrie, nice to officially meet you. (laughs) Likewise. Thanks. I'm glad that you did reach out. It's always fun to give hope. I know for me, having been in that position, it's, oh, please somebody, somebody help me. <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad that you did reach out. Yeah. It's very, very isolating. So let's dive right into it. Cause I know just from your profile, you have, you know, a gift of vulnerability. And so that was another reason I was really excited just to have you on. We need it in this world. Could you tell us a bit about your journey that led you into this work that you do now? Um, sure. So yeah, I am want to be very open. I think that we uh, tend to relate better with each other in, in our vulnerabilities. So my experience, I was for the first 10 years of my marriage, my husband was a porn addict and that went even further, we'll say. And so there was a, a lot of continual throughout my entire first 10 years of betrayal after betrayal and then everything that goes along with being married to an addict a lot of you know gaslighting oh my gosh the amount of lies the verbal emotional abuse all of it and it it really led me to a place of a sense of brokenness and we have a sense of brokenness and I ended up after seven years I went to uh to specialize therapy for betrayal trauma and it was essentially talk therapy. And I was in it for four years and I was more suicidal at the end of those four years than I was at the beginning. That it was even more, uh, this is this is my forever. This is hopeless. This is never going to end. And it wasn't until somatic work was introduced to me the piece of connecting to my body, that it wasn't broken, that it was doing exactly what it was designed to do, um, that it changed everything. It changed everything for me. Mm. And what really from then led me into 
this 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 space of now sharing and supporting others. I had a friend that she had just found out about her husband's multiple affairs. And she said to me, she said, I'm so glad that I saw you go through it, even though it, you know, sucky. It's like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad that I saw you because then like, now I know I can do it. I can get through this. And I'm even, <laughs> I'm getting goosebumps even yeah. thinking about that again, because yeah. it was the moment for me of, oh my gosh, I, somebody else can learn from my experience and not have to go through 10 years of devastation that that I could help somebody else kind of be a light to them. And so that's when I, I took off in actually training and certifying everything of now, how do I bring this, this experience into the framework of, of helping somebody else? So that's really why I do what I do is, is from that moment of knowing that something good can come from something as awful as I experienced. That's so huge and powerful, Carrie. And thank you for sharing. And, you know, it's, I can say ditto to my experience too. I had spent like 10 years in talk therapy and couples counseling. We were still spinning our wheels and it wasn't until somebody introduced somatic work that at first I was just like okay this is the one thing I haven't tried I've tried all the podcasts and the books and the talking and we're separated now on the verge of divorce I think it's getting worse not better (laughs) and the somatic work at first I was like this is kind of hippie like I was like very like what is this even you know there was a lot of talk about you know aligning your nervous system and learning about the chakras and all this stuff that I'm like this is a whole new language it just wasn't a world I grew up in but holy cow, it's working. There's actual shifts being made. And so I can relate. It ended up being the missing piece for me too. And so I'm really excited to dive deeper, but for definition's sake, just to jump back real quick, when you mentioned, you know, the gaslighting and the psychological abuse, I feel like that term gaslighting is very common now. Like we hear it a lot, even in TV. (laughs) Can you just define what is gaslighting for those listening? Yes. So I do think it's very misunderstood Yeah. because gaslighting is not just a, a lie. It's the intent of distorting somebody else's reality. It's making them question themselves. It is a form of psychological abuse. And with that, it's not even just, we all have, have different perceptions of a a single experience, a single moment. So when somebody experiences something, like experiences that moment in one way, and somebody else experiences that moment another, there's a difference in perception. Then oftentimes there's the, oh, you're you're now gaslighting me because the way that you experienced it is different the way I experienced it. That I see uh, so much. So, so much when it's the, the intent, they genuinely like, no, this is really how it was for me. You really were saying this to me, but it's also the way I experienced what you said in my own body. This is how I perceived it. There is intent when we talk about gaslighting intent to makes the other person question themselves. Uh, a really good gaslighting the, ter- the movie 
the movie gaslighting a really good way to understand that i have a great aunt who actually death by gaslighting i mean her she committed suicide but my great uncle her husband drove her like literally of making her question herself to the point of insanity that it's not just a lie or a difference of opinion there is intentional manipulation to get the other person to question themselves and do you think that intent is always conscious or is it possible that it's sometimes unconscious on the perpetrator's end or just their ego taking over and they don't really know it I don't think it's always conscious in the um, in the idea of I want to make this person go crazy. That yeah. I don't think it's conscious in that so much as it's I'm afraid of being found out. And you see this a lot with you know addiction or yeah. an affair. I'm trying to cover up. There's I'm afraid of being found out, so I'm going to distort this and spin this of Oh, this is you. Yeah. You're crazy. You're making things up. You you're just not you know all these things because it's the fear of being found out. So absolutely that is gaslighting, but it's the intent there of, I'm trying to spin this on you, making you now question what you heard, what you saw, what you felt. Oh, the, oh something's off. You're just crazy. Because it's the, I'm trying to cover up here. Yeah. So, so. good. So helpful. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's, I, I'm glad you asked, because that's a really big mm-hmm. It's thrown yeah. around. It's thrown around. It is insanely. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like that's a pretty serious thing. <laughs> Psychological abuse. Like we really need to like hone in. Yeah, and I've gotten that wrong at times. Like there have been times I've accused my husband of gaslighting, um, that he didn't. Yeah, and it was my perception. And then there were times that it was blatant that he did. But it was for me being able to take that. Okay. Yeah, I need to take ownership of when it. And that was more as as things started to heal that I started to really understand what is what is the distinction here but yeah yeah. don't judge me for this but I love watching The Bachelor it's like I know it's not (laughs) a good foundation to build a relationship on but it's just my yeah it's my guilty pleasure exactly and I remember watching an episode and it was like this couple having a conflict just a difference of opinions and like Mm -hmm. you could tell it was genuinely they were both trying to communicate and it was just different and so the girl slings it she's like you're gaslighting me and I was like "Ooh, that can be used so out of context (laughs) and like as a weapon just to tell the other person back off I don't want to (laughs) listen to you so thank you I think that's important to talk about you know when you think about your your turning point before you started to you know see the light break through and really experience deep healing what was maybe a snapshot or a memory of one of the deepest valleys for you maybe paint a picture for us of any moment that comes to mind um make sure the uh, of a of a valley or valley I didn't quite catch the word a valley like a deep valley just feeling like at your lowest Oh my gosh. If you feel comfortable Well, I'm thinking of like, <laughs> there are so many pits of despair. Like, mm-hmm. um, oh golly. Okay, so I also do try to be aware of like trigger warnings um, yep. because I did struggle with suicidal ideation. And so there were, I'm not going to go into a lot, obviously for safety for those listening. Um, but just the moments where I always try to stick around for my kids 
that it was I'm I'm here for them I'm here for them I'm I'm staying on this earth for them and um the struggle of when that didn't work anymore when it was it there's there's I'm I'm tired of trying I don't know if that's worth it anymore that that was by far the hardest the hardest moments because it was and and no point did I want to leave yeah it was just merely feeling hopeless feeling like rock bottom there is no coming out of this mm-hmm. that it was okay I'm done mm-hmm. but that by far was the biggest the hardest moments um and I think the one of the best best things that have come out of the the transformation of connecting to my body is knowing that I think so many of us in this space we feel broken that there's, I, I'm shattered to a million pieces and there's no hope of getting him back. It's like, you know, when you break a mug and it's like, they're almost like they're dust shavings. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah. this will never be the same. Yeah. Um, so the biggest thing coming up, coming, the biggest thing I gained, I, I guess, is I'm, we are not broken. Mm-hmm. That the way that the things that we are experiencing make complete sense given what we've been through given the the massive threat to our experience of survival and that's what betrayal particularly as we're talking about this in in an intimate relationship is a threat to our sense of survival yeah and so it's my body is going to to do all these things to try and navigate how do i survive this that i'm not broken I am not shattered dust particles on the ground that this is exactly my body is doing exactly what it is designed to do given what I've been through that it is designed to drop into a place of hopelessness when it's tried everything it knows how to do Mm. it is designed for conservation that it invites compassion versus I'm hopeless Mm. it's oh no no I make sense Mm -hmm. that there is a way out of this there is a way through this because this is how I'm designed when I've experienced this, this complete threat yep. to my existence. I'm a very visual person. So I love that because you're talking about like brokenness, deeper than brokenness, it, brokenness. It's like a shattered more than just I'm picturing a vase shattering into maybe 10 pieces that you could technically glue back together. But it's beyond that point when we're talking about betrayal trauma, like you said, it's like the dust particles that that's something like you really feel like there's no way that I could even glue that back together. It's just beyond hope. And so thank you for that visual. And also I know that you have found hope and you are in this place now of offering hope to other people through all of this somatic work. So I want to dive deeper into that, but just curious, how did you stumble upon it in the first place? Was it by accident? Like, how did you find the somatic work? So it was um, my therapist. He mentioned um, mindfulness and excuse me. So so mindfulness sometimes gets put into the category of 
a top-down approach. When we put it in the lens of somatics, so we're talking about the body, we're starting to get mindful with our visceral experience, the emotions and the sensations. And that was that was the first introduction to me. So I kind of dove into mindfulness. I tried doing meditation. Still was not beneficial because that is very much a top-down. And yeah. we were in trauma mode. <laughs> That's not the thing to go to. So um, I went in and started learning and I actually certified as a mindfulness meditation teacher. But because of understanding the trauma component, I then went on to um, certify as a trauma sensitive mindfulness meditation practitioner because there was like, wait a minute, we're talking in a whole nother gamut here. Like trauma really takes this to a different level. Um, so that was my introduction into the somatic space. And then it was polyvagal and nervous system. And really that's when the, oh, I make sense. The design of the body all started to align. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it all started with somatic mindfulness as the element of just starting to, I love the word curiosity. Yes. I, I love, love, love. And I think it's really important relationship, you know, as yeah. we talked about before different of experience, different experience in that bachelor. Like uh-huh. the other person, we, we can clear up a lot yeah. of issues. Yeah. So really being curious with self of what is my body, but what's the language of my body? What's it saying to me here? Yeah. That, that was huge. Being able to step back and I'm observing and I'm experiencing the dual awareness yeah. of I can do both is powerful powerful being able to respond to our experience versus react and I think a lot of times that's where there's this sense of I'm broken Mm. is because I'm 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 out of control I'm reacting and I don't really I feel like I can't stop like this isn't me this isn't me I'm I'm no longer like functioning I must be broken Mm -hmm. where it's really that reactivity which when you think about in terms of that survival that biological design if a bear is coming at you, mm-hmm. you're not going to stop and think about what to do. Yeah. You're just going to do. You're going to be reactive, of course. And so we we support this system in coming back into a place of regulation, safety. And regulation doesn't always mean calm. I want to distinguish that. Mm-hmm. Being in a place of I'm able to respond here to to the situation that I'm in. Versus the bro- the, the yeah. sense. That's why I like the sense. We feel like we're broken. We aren't. We have this sense of brokenness with our reactivity. I love that. The regulation is not just calm and steady eddy all the time, like placid lake. It's being able to respond to whatever's coming. So it's, yeah, even when things actually are danger presented to us, it's not being so rocked and thrown and rattled and shattered by that, but it's being able to find safety in those moments just as much as in the positive moments, which, you know, it's interesting for those who have gone through betrayal of trauma. Sometimes it's the good moments that are the hardest to hold and feel mm-hmm. safe in. They're like, what's happening? Like, this is too good to be true, or this isn't going to last. It's going to be ripped out from underneath me. So I love that, what you just said of, you know, being able to find safety in yourself in whatever the moment is. And even just the awareness 
being raised with the different terms that you just brought up. I mean, what we've talked about with the word somatic or polyvagal theory or vagus nerve, um, top down versus ground up. I think these are really important things just for women who are listening, who have gone through betrayal trauma, just to, you know, learn from those who have spent all the years spinning their wheels, trying to talk it out or keeping everything cerebral and wondering why they still feel broken and they aren't gaining traction and learn that if you have gone through that, it really is important to look for spaces that are using words like Carrie's talking about, like somatic work and vagal nerve. Um, I'm always the definition person. So can you tell us for definition's sake, what's the vagus nerve and what does it have to do with women who have experienced this? The vagus nerve? Yes. So the vagus nerve is Think of it like the super highway of information, okay? It's the communication pathway between the brain and the body. They attach to the brain stem. It connects up, crossing over our head, all of our facial muscles, ears, everything. And then it goes to all of the vital organs in our body. It's actually coined, uh, the term is wanderer because it goes and, and touches it on everything. So the information that is passing between the brain and the body is passing through this vagus nerve. Now, this is huge as to that, oh, I've been trying to talk therapy all this time and this isn't really working. And that's where we talk about top down versus bottom up. So in this vagus nerve communication highway, the information that's passing, the communication from the body to the brain is 80%. You know, we're talking about like, okay, but it's bi-directional, one which is huge. Most aren't, most nerves. It is, and it's sending 80% of the communication to the brain. And the brain sends 20% communication mm. to the body. So this is where talk therapy really gets, um, it's limited. Yeah. It's a piece, it's a piece of the puzzle. Like yeah. there in no way am I saying like, you know, run away from that or don't yeah. do. It's yeah. a piece. But when we bring the body into the picture, 80%. It's huge. So think of it like this. I don't know about you, but I affirmations. I remember going to group settings, you know, for betrayal, all of us. And it's like, okay, affirmations and self-care and yeah. tell yourself I'm beautiful and I'm enough. I'm enough was a huge one. The I am enough was huge. And it was like, okay, well, clearly I'm not like, I don't feel like enough. I don't feel like enough. But I would stand in front of my mirror. This was actually the recommendation of my therapist. I would stand in front of the mirror with all these affirmations on these sticky notes surrounding my mirror. And I would recite them all three times each. I'm looking at myself in the mirror, just like, okay, I'm going to soak it in. I'm going to soak it in. Believe, believe. And I was bullshitting myself. Like I literally was like, I'm lying. And I'm already being lied to enough by him that I'm, this is, this feels even worse than, than just believing wow. that I am, mm -hmm. I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because when we're trying to work with the top down, if I'm trying to get my, my thoughts to change the way I'm feeling, we're only working with that 20%. Mm -hmm. Now, when we bring in, I'm going to work with my body of what does my body accept? Then we can start to shift in this communication that's happening in this vagus nerve is that now my, my state, 
So the way I'm feeling is starting to shift the way that the narrative, we call it the state creates the story. The now when I can get my body on board with, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm enough, but I am seeing good things about myself now. Do I, do I think it's perfect? No. Do I think I'm great? No. But I am seeing one thing about me that's good, that I like. And my body receives that. It's like, yeah, that is true. Okay. I, I, I accept that. Then the thought will start to follow. Or the, I am confident. That's a huge one. I am, even yeah. to this day, I'm still like, I'm not totally confident. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I am building the the tools to increase my confidence or I am more confident than I was yesterday. Then my body's like, you know, that actually resonates. That feels true. Then it starts to shift as we're working with this vagus nerve, this communication between the brain and the body. It's starting to shift the story that I'm telling myself. So that's why in somatic, somatic soma means body. And so in doing somatic work, we are working with the bottom up, the body, as we start to shift the relationship between the body and the mind. That we're supporting the body in finding that felt sense of safety. Mm-hmm. Because I also used to recite, I am safe, I am safe, I am safe, I am safe, I yeah. am safe. But I, my body was screaming. Anxiety attacks were norm for me. I. Yeah. I remember um, a friend once he commented about like, he was like, yeah, I get like anxiety attacks once a month. And he was thinking that was a bad thing. And I'm like, are you, what's your trick? How do you do that? (laughs) Because that's not me. So what are you doing? That's making it so great. So um, really starting to work with the body, the body in shifting that that sense the felt sense of safety the felt sense of trust oh yeah. I can trust me I've connected to my body and I know what trust feels like I know what my intuition feels like I know what my yeah um my instincts my my worth everything I feel that and that starts to shift the narrative this is so cool and I'm geeking out inside. I'm trying to contain my excitement, but I mean, everything you're saying, I'm listening and I'm also replaying my story and it just, it aligns so much when people ask me, cause my, my husband and I, we've gone through hell and back. We have made it through and people often ask, what was the shift? What was the turning point? Mm-hmm. And it was what you just point, what you just pointed to. I having had a history myself of betrayal trauma and abandonment, deep abandonment wounds that I brought into the marriage. I was constantly questioning, is he, is he telling the truth? Can I really trust him? No matter how much work he was putting in or saying the right things, there's also that fear of like, how can I really know? And it wasn't until the somatic work that I learned to trust my body and like feel like you said, like your body will feel when something is true or not. So it makes sense when you're doing the affirmations. If you aren't like a, in a confident place at all, you're just gonna be like, I'm just BSing everything right now. Like it just feels like a lie. It's not gonna enact any change. And so when I started to learn, oh, this is what truth feels like and how to embody it myself and how to sense how my body feels around him when he's talking, not the words coming out of his mouth or reading every, being hypervigilant, aware of all of his facial expressions. It was like, oh, okay, while he's talking, my breath is open and my shoulders feel relaxed and 
okay, I can trust this because I trust me right here. So thank you for pointing that out. Um, I could ask you a million freaking questions, Carrie, but I just, <laughs> you know, with our time, a couple that I have left is now with this powerful work that you get to do and pass this on to other women, when you think of your most successful clients, like in terms of they are just so thrilled with their transformation and they're reaching their own goals. What do those successful clients have in common? Connection to self is huge. Like I, being able to witness even the language that they use of how they relate to their, their experience of their emotions, you know, the, the shift in, oh, I noticed this, or I'm sensing this versus I am this, you know, really kind of sticking into, there's this part of me that is angry mm-hmm. and there's this part of me that's scared. And there's this part being able to really be with all of their experiences in that, as I mentioned before, they're responding, they're responding versus they're reacting. The, oh, I, that I see it by far is the pivotal point in mm. the clients that are most successful are those that are able to embody embody that of I'm connected with me now that supports me in being open to connection with you. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a, when talking about relationships, there's a jump into couples, couples therapy. Like, oh, we're having marital problems. You got to go into yep. couples work. But there's, a dynamic of in a relationship we're in a dance there's this dance that's its own entity its own system but there's also the system of each dancer that is yeah. we work on our systems and that is going to impact this as i'm feeling a greater sense of safety as i'm able to connect with myself as i'm more in tune with myself and i can bring that into this relationship system this dance that it is we trying to go into as you mentioned of all right am I being hyper vigilant am I being able to receive what he's saying there's well if my system is still in a, in a in a dysregulated state if I'm still in a sense of I don't feel safe so I'm in survival mode then I'm not open to receiving what it is that you're trying to give me maybe the other person is feeling you know more grounded more connected they're doing the work they're open to connecting and they're trying to reach out but I'm in a state of survival. I'm not open mm-hmm. to engaging back. Working on the systems, that by far the, the clients are most, most successful, their systems are now in a place of groundedness, mm-hmm. being able to move into the dance. That's so good. So for the woman listening right now, who's either been through betrayal trauma in a previous marriage and is still noticing these fears and triggers come up now or has experienced betrayal in their current marriage, what message of hope do you have to leave with those listeners? Um, you make sense mm-hmm. that you aren't broken, that the experience that you're having is in line with what you've experienced that the anger anger serving a purpose your mm-hmm. anger makes sense your fear makes sense your hypervigilance makes sense your lack of trust in the other person as well as in yourself makes sense and with that 
there is always hope. That just like our body is designed to go into that state when we've experienced trauma, our body is also designed to move out of it. That at no point are you locked in, fixed, of this is my forever. It does not have to be that way. That there is absolutely a way out of that. I can't tell you how much I love that and this whole conversation. Because even with that question, like, what hope can you give them? You could have very easily jumped into strategy and been like, this is the grounding tool and this are the steps. And what you just said was so powerful because it's it's you make sense. It's validating who they are exactly where they're at right now. And that radical acceptance is really just the game changer And I encourage you, if you're listening, just to get into spaces of women who are going to mirror to you radical acceptance, the way Carrie has just shared right now that she shares with her clients and her audience. For those who want to follow Carrie, where's the best place they can find you? Instagram is by far my most, that's where, that's where I hang out. So heal with Carrie Jean, uh, that's my handle. I am on TikTok, that's preferred just you gen are you (laughs) (laughs) i am not a tiktok person i i'm not so but i know that some people prefer it so it's about okay i'm gonna meet you where you're at i love it that's where you're at and that's where that's where i'll go so um yeah heal with carrie on tiktok heal with carrie jean on instagram you can also go i work with the team um the healing hub you can also go to the website myhealinghub.com and that's just a space of trauma-informed coaches. Uh, my specialty is betrayal trauma, but we all work together with, you know, the same principles that we mm-hmm. teach. So, yep. So I'll make sure to add those in the show notes. And Carrie, it was so nice to meet you. Really Thank easy you. to connect with you. Thank you for your time. Appreciate you so much. Thank you. It was fun. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I love and appreciate you so much. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave us a rating or review to help others find the show. To learn more about working with me or joining the I Do Breakthrough community, head over to my Instagram at Rebecca Lee Aste, where you can learn all about my program in my bio. And please send me a DM with your takeaway from today. I'd be honored to connect and know what landed for you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll chat with you next week.